1: Of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, JMO. Appreciate the time. How are you today,
2: Craig? Doing great. Thanks for the introduction, and look forward to seeing you guys on Friday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, before we jump to football, let me get your thoughts on the, on this Bears basketball team. Yeah. Uh, because you know, other than that one matchup with Virginia, and we know Tony Bennett's teams historically start white hot, red hot, and they clearly were in Vegas. Other than that, I, I mean it's it's been a good start for Scott Drew's ball club, hasn't it?
2: It's been really good, and you know the the loss to Virginia was uh, in Las Vegas, a tournament out there, and Baylor bounced back nicely and beat UCLA on Sunday. So really good tournament, uh, even though Baylor suffered their first loss out there, and that's that's not a bad loss at all to Virginia, who jumped way up in the polls. So been a good start. I think uh, Coach Drew would probably tell you they're still working through you know, rotations and where does everybody fit and minutes and uh, all of that, but uh, but it is November, so that's sort of what these games in November uh, show you. You know,
1: I was explaining, somebody was asking me about uh, Tyrese Hunter, and who's who, and Tyrese Hunter has played great for Texas at the start of the Iowa State transfer, and they said he had 20, uh, 26 points uh, against uh, against Gonzaga, how could he not win Big Twelve Player of the Week? I said, well, that was one game. They didn't play another game. L.J. Crier had three magnificent games for the Bears, including what twenty-eight against UCLA, I think.
2: Something yeah, like that. Yeah, career high against UCLA. He was really big, but uh, I'm, I'm sure Tyrese Hunter was right there. So uh, that was fun. What a great win that was for Texas over Gonzaga. My gosh, to watch that. And I tell you what I noticed watching that game, Craig, and listening to you guys was the crowd and the mm-hmm. energy in that new building. Um, that is impressive. I mean, that really jumped off the uh, off the page. Uh, just seeing the crowd and how into it they were, and that new building and the configuration of that. So, man, that looks like it's been a great move already.
1: It has been. All right, uh, let's let's talk football. Let's talk about the Bears. And uh, I know it had to be a heartbreaker, but for them to be able to play as well as they did to be in position uh, to beat TCU is unbeaten. I guess that probably just adds to the heartbreak, but by the same token, it was it was something else. We were watching it from the broadcast booth at Kansas and and seeing how close that game was.
2: Yeah, Baylor played great. I mean, they really did. And and remember that was coming off uh, a a whitewashing against Kansas State. Baylor lost the week before, thirty one to three, and were never really in that game. And to to bounce back and play that well against a really good TCU team, just a credit to our players and coaches. And then to be right there, you know, to be that close where it's it's the difference in maybe one first down, you know, when we have that last possession, you get one first down. TCU's already used all their timeouts, and and Baylor could probably run the clock out the final two o seven. But they couldn't get the first down and had to punt the ball away and give TCU credit, man. I, I, that's how you get to 11-0 and 0, is by making plays, and they sure did that, including that uh, well-executed uh, fire drill kick at the gun.
0: John, Richard Reese is a guy, anytime I've watched Baylor this season, he, he's really impressed me. Obviously, we know about Jeff Grimes and, and the wide zone that Baylor runs. Uh, what is it about Richard Reese in this offense, John, that's just made him such a good fit?
2: Yeah, Jeff, it's kind of hard to explain because he's not a big guy at all. You know, if you look at his measurables, he's not that big, but he runs really hard between the tackles. And he does something that the coaches – I can remember back in fall camp, they kept just hammering this point. In the wide zone, you know, the the offensive line blocks, and then it's up to the running back to either go wide in that run or to plant a foot and cut up field. And it seemed like all through fall camp and really early in the season – None of these guys, and we've got three running backs that have kind of shared the load, but none of them were really planting their foot and cutting up field. Well, Richard Reese really grasped hold of that finally, and uh, he's uh, set the Baylor record for freshman rushing yards, and he's just been terrific. He's out of Belleville High School, and especially you consider he's a true freshman and doing this uh, in this league against the defenses we've seen. He's just been terrific.
1: Clearly, uh, the uh, Dave Aranda and uh, the coaching staff felt. That Blake Shapin was going to be able to do the job at quarterback; otherwise, he wouldn't have been named the starter so early on. But uh, for him to play to the percentage that he is—he's completing 66% of his passes as well—and leading this attack and can run the ball a little bit—has he has he perhaps even exceeded what they thought they might get out of him, or is he like right on uh, target for for both Coach Aranda and Jeff Grimes?
2: You know, I think he has done really well. His first full season as the starter, but I think he can be better. And I think the coaches think he can be better. Uh, And that's not a knock on him whatsoever because Stephan is a first-time, you know, first-time, full-time starter. He started two games last year. But, you know, his performances have been a little uneven this year. Early in the year he had some turnovers that were, you know, a couple of them that were, you know, really turned out to be pretty major turnovers. Um, but he just keeps getting better each week, and he 's a smart guy, and he he 's our best option at quarterback um, and I think it was the right decision, nothing against Gary Bohannon, but Blake just has such an upside running the ball and definitely throwing the ball that it, it was i I completely agree with the decision, and I think that 's been borne out by the way he 's played this year, but I think his best football 's ahead of him also.
0: John, when I looked at Baylor going into the year, I know they lost a lot on defense coming off of last season, but you figure with a guy like Siaki Ika in the middle of that defensive line, they're probably going to be all right and be able to build it around him. How has it been having him in the middle, and is everything kind of funneled out from there?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, we lost some key guys, obviously. You know, Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie and J.T. Woods on the back end. I mean, those were really key guys defensively on the field, And as leaders also. So I think, um, you know, some of the – if you look at Baylor's record right now, 6-5, and say why – I think it was uh, leadership on this team, you know, filling that void of those guys who left. Uh, Apuika certainly is one of those guys on the defensive front. And he, to be honest, hadn't been as dominating as I thought he would. It's his second year here after transferring from LSU – and I thought, you know, and last year he was really good, and this year I thought he would take a step forward. Um, and he's been good, and that defensive front has been good. But he, he hadn't been dominating, or, or in very few situations has he been dominating. So I think his, uh, you know, his best games are ahead of him also, and he's running out of time here at Baylor. So uh, this Friday would be a great time for him to really step up and clog up that middle.
1: Hey, i, I got to ask you about another guy, only because yeah. uh, I saw him a lot. I do mean a lot in in his high school games with the television show and, and a couple of games I did, and that's Squirrel Williams. Because, oh, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's it, it's one thing to just talk about Craig Williams doing this. But, you know, w- in high school, we knew everybody should call him Squirrel. He's Squirrel. And and you can see why when he runs like that. But but he adds that element also, what, out of the backfield, special teams, things like that that can make him dangerous.
2: He, he really does. And, and it's sort of a three-headed monster, Craig. You know this, uh, for our running backs, it's Squirrel. It's Richard Reese who we talked about. And, uh, uh, you know, one more is Quaylen Jones. And and actually, there's a fourth guy, Tay McWilliams, who started the year as the starter, but he's been out since the second game and and won't play again this season. But those three guys have really shared the load, and Squirrel is so great. and He's one that everybody pulls for because he's had these injuries and had to battle back from them, pretty significant injuries last year and then again this year. And uh, when he's healthy, you can see what he can do, and he showed that over 100 yards last week against TCU. So he, he is a real key in that. And really, the running game is a real key to Baylor's success. So Squirrel's right in the middle of that.
1: Visiting with John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears here on Light the Tower on the Horn.
0: John, piggybacking off that, uh, I think the the big matchup, at least the one I'm watching, is that Texas defensive line against the Baylor offensive line. We've talked about that run game. We've talked about Richard Reese. But uh, that offensive line has a lot of guys that have played a lot of football going against the Texas defensive line, especially on the interior that's been one of the better uh, run defenses in the Big 12 this year.
2: Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Jeff. Uh, And our offensive line is a real um, uh, position of strength on this team. You know, veteran guys, everybody but one of them is back from last year. Connor Galvin's a real anchor at the left tackle. And, And, again, for this wide zone to be effective, it all starts with that blocking up front. And these guys have been really good and and really gotten better every week of the season. So hopefully they're hitting their peak, you know, right about this week and uh, and then the bowl game beyond this. But uh, that is a real matchup against a, 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 a very active defensive front for Texas. And Baylor's got to run the ball. You know, the success Baylor has had this year in the games they've won, they've been able to run the ball well. And they've got to be able to do that. And to me, that all starts up front.
1: John, I would imagine you're hearing the same types of answers. The Texas folks are hearing with regard to bowl game, have you heard anything in terms of uh, what the slant might be from uh, the representatives of certain bowl games who haven't? And and I imagine, uh, you know, in in the old days of the the bowl, uh, the brightly colored Blazers who would see the press box at DKR (laughs) packed with those this Friday. So uh, have you heard about uh, the possibility of what the bowl destination might be for the Bears?
2: Not really. I, I would say most of the talk and, and, you know, I think this game Friday is going to go a long way, you know, going one way or the other. You know what I mean? Um, if Baylor could win this week and close with a big win on the road, you know, that jumps Baylor up, I think, in the uh, on the list. Yeah, the loss would be three straight losses to end the year and a six and six record and certainly going bowling is, no, you know, wherever you go is nothing to sneeze at. But but the ones uh, that we talk about, and there is nothing definitive at all, but uh, maybe uh, maybe Memphis, maybe Houston, maybe Phoenix. Um, so those are the ones that we, uh, you know, are kind of being tossed around, but nothing for sure.
1: Okay, don't talk to Caridi or, or Estridge about uh, calling the game from Phoenix because you're in the end zone. Oh, right. the, the, oh, you're,
2: oh no, I, I did that a few years ago. Yeah, we had the Cactus Bowl a few years that's ago. That's right.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 For, yeah.
2: <laughs> dead back corner of the end zone so yeah i've done that that's uh that's a treat for sure
1: (laughs) hey hey john i appreciate it hey we look forward to seeing you on friday hope you have a happy thanksgiving with you and terry and the family and look forward to seeing you in the booth on friday
2: i sure appreciate that now whose house is snoop going to tomorrow Uh, or thursday that's a great question snoop do you have a
1: specific uh thanksgiving destination i was
2: gonna go just party but (laughs)
1: <laughs> that sounds like snoop right thanks, yeah. th-
0: thanks for asking mr we'll, morris
1: that, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can find a destination for him john Take thanks for of, the time for you. we'll we'll see y'all friday thanks guys. appreciate it all thanks, right john. that's john morris